Welcome to Daf Peches of Lakotei Tera and Sefer Bamidbar. This is the first mimer and the beginning of the second mimer of Parshas Masay. The pasuk says, "Ela Masay Bnei Yisrael sheyotzem eretz Mitzrayim." That these are the the journeys of Bnei Yisrael who left Egypt beyond Moshe of Aaron, led by Moshe and Aaron. Now, just as in this pasuk it mentions Moshe and Aaron as the leaders in Tilim, also it says that you were led like sheep, that your nation were led like sheep in the hands of Moshe and Aaron. So we're going to explain in this minor what Moshe adds spiritually, how Moshe guides us spiritually, and how Aaron guides us, guides us in a different way spiritually. Now, when someone wants to cleave to Hashem, really deeply attached himself to Hashem, so it's obviously very difficult. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, and we say it in Shir Shayim for Sunday, that mi Hashem, who can ascend on the mountain of Hashem, or mi who, who can uh, get up. And we continue, that only someone with uh, of clean hands, spiritually, and a pure heart uh, can ascend. And then the pastor continues, Nafshi, who uh, didn't, uh, simply we translate it as who didn't uh, take Hashem's name in vain, who didn't swear in Hashem's name in vain, someone very honest. But this word Nafshi, although that's the way we read the pastor, that's the Cree, but the Ksiv of the pastor is actually Nafshi, his song, talking about the person. And the meaning is that uh, only someone who doesn't lift himself up, he doesn't lift himself up to uh, pretend to be somewhere spiritually higher than he really is in a genuine uh, and fully uh, inter- uh, integrated and sincere way. So it, it it's very hard to achieve today because you have to have these high levels of purity, sincerity, and uh, therefore, how do we get there? So the solution is, and this that this is what we need Moshe and Aaron for. Moshe and Aaron both give us uh, simple paths. Now, in Pirkei Avos, it says that im ein yira ein chachma, and im ein chachma ein yira. If you don't have reverence, you can't come to wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, you can't come to reverence. So then where can you start? You can't get to either without the other one. Well, in Pirkei Avos, it also says that if someone has more yiras chet, uh, uh, more rever- uh, fear of sin, then uh, b- then that comes before his wisdom. Then his wisdom will last, and then uh, so, whereas otherwise it won't last. So it sounds like there are situations, and in general, the starting point is that you need yira first, and then there are other times where you need more chachma than yira. What do we mean? Well, there are some things that are clear. They're black and white. And we know that this is allowed. This is not allowed. And there, the main thing is Yerushchet. We don't need wisdom. What we need is Yerushamayim in order to do the right thing. And to stay away from what is this disgusting Tashem. But then there's another situation there's gray area something which is not explicitly prohibited it's within clippers nega and then it can be quite difficult to really know what is coming from the the uh side of holiness and the nefesh kiss and what is coming from the nefesh and uh very 
it's very possible that we might not be doing anything wrong technically, but we're acting like a novel, a disgusting person with Torah's permission. Torah never said clearly no, like the Ramban explains in the beginning of Kadeshim. And what we have to do is to sanctify ourselves even with what is permitted. So for this, we need a lot of wisdom because it's, it's not so simple. And that is given by Moshe and Aaron. Moshe is the shushvin of the, of the groom, the one who is who uh, the best man of the groom, who takes the chas into the chuppah. And then Aaron is the shushvin of the, of the queen, of the kala. He takes the bride to the chuppah, to the wedding canopy. And uh, in this case, so we have Hashem being led towards us by Moshe, Aaron leading us towards Hashem. So let's start with Moshe. So Moshe brings uh, Hashem's presence down, so to speak, in order to uh, unite with us and with this physical world that Hashem should surround the world and fill the world. And this is through Torah and Mitzvah, because Torah is all names of Hashem, it, it says, and a name, on one end, it, it represents sort of the lowest point, that the name, you only need a name for someone else, but still, even names of Hashem, it's still totally beyond us. And therefore, when we approach Torah and we assume it to be totally within our understanding, then it's obviously not going to be that. It's godly and it's totally above. And therefore, Torah is one way that Moshe brings Hashem to us. Torah is really godliness and Moshe is bringing it into our world. The same thing in mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are really the limbs of the king. And the limb is not just a physical piece of meat, but it's something that holds the energy, the highest of the soul. And in this case, the, the mitzvahs are limbs that they hold the uh, godly chayas. There are two types of chayas. There's two types of vitality. There's the fact that a person is alive in general. And then there's the specific energy that each limb uses. So, for example, the eye is alive, but then the eye also can see. And that's two types of uh, energies, uh, vitalities that the soul gives to the eye. So similarly with each mitzvah, so in general, mitzvahs are all godliness, they're all from Hashem. And then also every mitzvah has its specific energy. Like, for example, with talus, that it's of it surrounds us, and uh, it, it, it represents uh, the sov of energy, the, how Hashem surrounds worlds. Then with the tefillin that it's connected with Hashem's oneness and tefillin it says Hashem Echad. And so each of these energies helps to, sep to separate us from the uh, bad. Because when we add godliness, the bad automatically, uh, automatically dissipates and it melts. Like it says that it's like wax in, in front of a fire, that the bad just disappears. And that's why when Hashem came down on Har Sinai to give the Torah, it says that it was smoking. This was the burning away of all thorns, of all evil. This is through Moshe. Moshe, is, his, his quality is Das, uh, this awareness and, and knowledge. And uh, a person doesn't sin when he has Das. It's only when, when, a, when a person sins, it's only because Nichnas that a spirit of folly came into him. But if he would really recognize that this Avera, this sin is making him separate from Hashem, then he would never want to sin because the deepest desire of every year is to be one and to be close to Hashem.
just like a child doesn't want to be separate from his or her parents and the fact that we may sin is when we don't realize that this is what's happening now this is the meaning of to sanctify yourself with what's permitted to you that it's only permitted to you meaning to the body but the soul has no interest in it because it's separating it's separating him from hashem and even darkness, even a fire can't really separate. Like it says, that even darkness won't darken before you. This is the meaning of the Pasuk that says, that you shall be holy, because I, Hashem, am holy. What's the meaning? That we want to be just like Hashem. We want to be with Hashem, attached to Hashem. And therefore, uh, if Hashem's holy, we want to be holy. We want to be with Hashem. That's also the meaning of the shame yechud that we that we, it's about uniting Hashem with the shechina, which is uh, godliness added as it is manifest within the world, and that's what Moshe does. Then Aaron is the other side of the coin that he brings us towards Hashem with a passion and desire and love, and that is in davening. So Moshe's termitzus, which is bringing godliness down to us. Whereas Aaron is davening where we lift ourselves up towards Hashem. Like it says, that my soul thirsts for, for you, Hashem. And this is the, the goal in davening. Everything we say, all the davening we say, till Shema, the Pesukah de Zimra, etc. It's all to get to this passion and yearning for Hashem. So that we can say, Vahafta, that, uh, that uh, you shall love Hashem in Shema. Now, really, every yid already loves Hashem. So we, we don't have to create something new, but we can we can also uh, reveal the love that we already have. Although sometimes it's uh, concealed and it's in exile, like it says, that even when we went into exile in Edom, the Shechina is still with us, meaning that even when we behave like Edom, that we're, we're behaving in a coarse way and in a forbidden way even, but still Hashem is really with us and that love for Hashem is still really with us. We just have to reveal it. And then the heart will be full of passion and, and all it will want is to be bottled to Hashem, to be nullified before Hashem. Because that's the truth, that physical is nullified before spiritual. Like an action compared to a thought. Or like the Gemara says in Chagiga, that they're just the feet of the highest of these angels are uh, correspond, they're equal to the entire uh, world and more. And this is even the feet, which is the lowest level within the angels, over the page. Because physical has no comparison compared to spiritual. And even within physical, our world is nothing compared to the, the larger planets and, and galaxies, etc. Although they're physical as well, but we're still nothing compared to them. And, and similarly, and how much more so something spiritual is, is, is uh, so much more than anything physical can be. And, and therefore, all we want is to be bottled to Hashem, to be nullified before Hashem. Like the, the Gemara says in Chagiga that kolon, that the uh, shins of these angels, um, which is still a relatively low level within the angel, it corresponds to everything below it. And then the knees of the angels correspond to everything below it, etc. Because everything's really bottled, it's all nullified and before Hashem. 
And that's the meaning of what we say in Birchas Krishma, Hakal Yurema We say that all shall exalt you forever. That the more we exalt Hashem, we never get to the end. There's always more that we can say to, pra- to praise Hashem. Yeah. And that's because we, we're totally bottled, we're totally nothing before Hashem. But this fact that Hashem is so elevated beyond us, it doesn't make Hashem separate from us. On the contrary, if everything's bottled to Hashem, then everything is one with Hashem. And this is what Aaron's doing. He's, he's trying to bring us with this thirst and with this bittle into oneness and the uh, dvekos uh, to cleave to Hashem and to be one with Hashem. And that's why sometimes it says Aaron and Moshe and other times Moshe and Aaron, like Rashi says that this is because they're both equal, because sometimes we need Aaron first. We need to start with davening with passion and then we'll, that will inspire our Torah Other times Moshe comes first, we have to start with Torah and only through doing Torah properly, then we'll be able to daven. Uh, but either way, these are the two guides that allow us to uh, to connect Hashem and to ascend, like we said, Hashem, to ascend on Hashem's mountain. It's all through uh, motion. These are the journeys that we have to go through spiritually. So this is the first Mimer. Now we'll continue with the next Mimer, Eila Masse, as well. Again, point of the previous Mimer is that all Torah mitzvahs and davening is about dveikos, about cleaving to Hashem. And how do we do it? Aaron inspires us to daven and lift ourselves towards Hashem. Moshe brings down godliness, which is uh, Torah mitzvahs. When we uh, learn Torah and do mitzvahs, then we're learning with godliness and doing godliness inside us. And, and that, bring, that brings Hashem down. And that what, the, then we have the two paths to dveikos from up to down and from down to up. Okay, now, next moment begins. Eilam Masi B'nei Yisrael. Asher Yatsa Meretz Mitzrayim L'Tzivosam B'yad Moshev Aaron. That these are the journeys of B'nei Yisrael, of the Israelites who left Egypt, uh, led by Moshe and Aaron. So a few questions. It says, these are the journeys in plural. And then it continues, who left the, where we left Egypt. Now, there was only one journey to leave Egypt. The rest of the journeys were after we had already left Egypt. Also, why does it say in the hands of Moshe and Aaron? Especially since some of the journeys were after Aaron had already passed away. We also need to understand what was the purpose of all these 42 journeys. It keeps on saying that they traveled here, they camped there, then they traveled somewhere else. And uh, then we have Vahib bin Soya. That when the uh, Orin traveled, then Moshe says, Kuma Hashem, get up Hashem, and then everyone else would travel. And, and he'd, he'd say, get up Hashem, and, and chase away, make your uh, those who hate you flee. And then when the uh, Orin stopped, then, uh, then uh, Moshe would say, Shuvah Hashem, return Hashem. So we need to understand what was going on. It wasn't just a physical journey, but there's, there's a lot of spiritualism in here, and we need to understand what it's about. Now, the ultimate goal, the end of the 42 journeys, was to get to Yaredin Yerechai, to get to the Jordan by the, the next to the city of Yerechai. So we need to understand what that means as well. Now, where were they traveling? They were traveling through the desert. So... The desert is called Midbar Amim, the desert of nations. 
which implies that it's a place of a clipper of all the different nations. And the Pasuk says that that Hashem took us through the desert. And what type of desert is it? It's a, it's a place of serpents, snakes, scorpions. It's a bad place. And what does that mean spiritually? It's a place of clipper. Now, Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish collective, is called Rachel. Like the Pasuk says, Rachel Mavakal, but now that Rachel cries for her children, so now those Rachel represents the Jewish people in general. And there's another Pasuk, Rachel also means a sheep. It says, Karachal of Negazia like a sheep in front of those who shearing it, she was silent. Now it's only a sheep that has this uh, characteristic that it, it, she- it gets sheared. And, and also it allows itself to be sheared and it doesn't kick, it doesn't fight back. So what is Rachel? Rachel is Malchus. Now Malchus is a unique sphere. It is what gives uh, energy to the lower worlds. Malchus is the lowest of the 10 spheres, but it's also the sort of uh, mother of the, the world below it. And even Clipper receives its highest uh, its energy through Malchus, but only from the external. And that external is called a uh, hair. And that's like the shape's uh, wool, because uh, hair, you can, you can cut it off and it does, it's not part of the body itself. It doesn't hurt to cut off. So therefore, it's considered a chitzenius external, not from the actual, uh, not part of the actual body. And uh, therefore, uh, it, it, therefore, clipper, which is chitzonius, it's also external, receives its, uh, its energy, its life force from the external, and even that only after it's cut, cut off from its source. Now, going back to the Pasuk, karachal of that like a sheep in front of its uh, shearers, she is silence that when is she silence only uh, in front of a shearers uh, which is, so, so that means that malchus is two parts it, it on one hand it's uh, the power of speech on the other hand it's silence that is when the speech the, the revelation is too much so then a symptom is necessarily necessary contraction and concealment is, is necessary and it becomes silent, so it limits the the energy to the so that so that it shouldn't be overpowering. So now, the purpose of the uh, all the journeys through the desert was to get rid of the it like we say the human say Aaron and then Kuma Hashem Sanecha. So it's all about making the enemies the haters run away that they shouldn't be able to take any uh, highs from Malchus because the, the problem, the concern always with Malchus is <clears throat> will, because it's uh, giving out energy in a, in a way that it's packaged for the recipient, <clears throat> it's not beyond the recipient, but packaged for the recipient. So if it's possible that it can be taken uh, by a recipient of Clipper to a bad way. And therefore, we have to chase away the, the, enem- the enemies, the haters. And that's through B'nai Yisrael traveling. Now, it's, it says about 
let us make man in uh, in uh, the image and the, in the and the form of Hashem. The year he'll control the fish and the animals. Now this uh, it, this uh, is especially true about uh, Bnei Yisrael that they are in Hashem's form and image. Now there are two words here used in Hashem's uh, in Hashem's uh, image and in Hashem's form. And they represent Yichud Law and Yichud Tata, the higher unification and lower unification. So the lower unification, Tzmoseinu, in Hashem's form, means that what we see in this world and all the creations, although they appear, appear to be self-sufficient and real for themselves, but really it, it, their whole energy is only godliness, and that's what's keeping them going. Then the high level, Bitzalmenu, in Hashem's image is Yichud Allah, not that, yes, they exist, but they exist because of Hashem, but that they don't really exist, that really there's only Hashem, Einan Muvadek, that just like before the world was created, there was nothing but Hashem that's still true now. And the human, and especially the Yid, reveals these two levels of Yichud Allah and Yichud Tatar, both that, uh, that uh, every all creations are powered by Hashem, and that really there's only one real thing and one real existence, and that is Hashem. And and the journeys through the desert were all about revealing this, and that's why it says in plural that there were lots of journeys from Egypt, because all the journeys were to get away from limitation. Mitzrayim comes with the, with the word Mitzrayim and, and Gvolim, all, all uh, limitation, limitations and boundaries. The purpose was to transform all the seven midas that they should all be for Hashem, like we say in Vayvach Tavid Lecha Hashem Agdullah that all the midas Gdullahs Chesed and Gvorah and Teferis Netzachayd Chayles Malchus they should all be for Hashem, and then the next pasuk Lecha Hashem Amam Lacha that Malchus should be for Hashem as well. Sorry, Chayles Yisaid. Sorry, and then the next pasuk Malchus it should all be for Hashem, and then it will be revealed. It won't be silenced. Now, each of the midas can be divided into six, and therefore you have seven times six is 42, and that's why there are 42 journeys. That's also why there's 42 uh, words, seven times six words in Ona Bechayach. Seven psukim each have six words. And uh, this is all about uh, ele elevating to Hashem, and the, these travels are through Moshe and Aaron. Moshe is Yechud the high unification that, that calls out that there's no Muvadi, there's nothing but Hashem. And that's the name Moshe, which means that he's being drawn out. It could have said that his name should have been Moshe in the past tense. He was drawn out. Why is his name Moshe, which is in present, that he is being drawn out the whole time? That's because it's Moshe reveals the Yichud law perspective that really there's only Hashem and Hashem is energizing anything that we see, but really the only real existence at all times is Hashem. Moshe is constantly bringing down this uh, uh, 
godly perspective, Mamale Kalmim, Sova Kalmim, how Hashem fills worlds and surrounds all, all the worlds. And this ray of Hashem is only like a drop in the ocean, that it's nothing and it's totally bottled compared to Hashem himself. And therefore, all existence is bottles or nullified before Hashem. Now, a drop of water, it's round. And similarly, this ray is round, meaning it surrounds, it's savive. And like it, the Pasuk says, Hine Makamiti, that there's space with me, that Hashem is the space of the world. The world is not his space, meaning that Hashem surrounds worlds, but the worlds don't contain Hashem, that it, he, it just appears that the worlds are their own existence, but really they're just part of it part of Hashem. Now, when Moshe helped the daughters of Yisrael, it says, Dolly Dalalona, that this Egyptian man, he drew water for us. And that Moshe draws water, but it's specifically for us, uh, meaning that really there's only godliness, but just for us, it, the, it, it's energized, the godliness energizes the world so that it looks real to us. This is uh, the perspective of Yichud Elah, that there's really only Hashem in Shema Yisrael, which has uh, uh, six words as well. We've used the number six before. And uh, through this, through thinking about how really there is nothing but Hashem, we'll love Hashem with our whole heart, meaning to transform all, all the midas, because it's, a, it's a, to transform any middle that we may have used, we may be using also for, uh, for, for things outside of uh, just focus on Hashem, that, that we should use all middles just for Hashem. And Vahafta, that we should love Hashem also means Ava, to desire, to want Hashem, that, that but when we realize that Hashem is the only real thing, so therefore that's all we should want. <coughs> and that we want nothing else. Okay, tomorrow we'll continue from a space of the second Maimah Elamase and do Tav Pei Tess.